The French Revolution, A History by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 2, The Constitution, Book 4, Varennes. Chapter 6, Old Dragoon Drouet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 4, Chapter 6, Old Dragoon Drouet. In this manner, however, has the day bent downwards. Wearied mortals are creeping home from their field labour. The village artisan eats with relish his supper of herbs or has strolled forth to the village street for a sweet mouthful of air and human news. Still summer eventide everywhere. The great sun hangs flaming on the utmost northwest, for it is his longest day this year. The hilltops rejoicing will ere long be at their ruddiest and blush good night. The thrush in green dells, on long shadowed leafy spray, pours gushing his glad serenade to the babble of brooks grown audible. Silence is stealing over the earth. Your dusty mill of Valmy, as all other mills and drudgeries, may furl its canvas and cease swashing and circling. The swanked grinders in this treadmill of an earth have ground out another day, and lounge there, as we say, in village groups, movable, or ranked on social stone seats, their children, mischievous imps, sporting about their feet. Unnotable hum of sweet human gossip rises from this village of St. Menahou, as from all other villages. Gossip mostly sweet, unnotable, for the very dragoons are French and gallant. Not as yet has the Paris and Verdun diligence, with its leathern bag, rumbled in to terrify the minds of men. One figure, nevertheless, we do note at the last door of the village. That figure, in loose flowing nightgown, of Jean-Baptiste Drouet, master of the post here. An acrid, choleric man, rather dangerous-looking, still in the prime of life, though he has served in his time as a Condé dragoon. This day, from an early hour, Drouet has got his collar stirred, and has been kept fretting. Hassai Gogolar in the morning saw good, by way of thrift, to bargain with his own innkeeper, not with Drouet, regular maitre de poste, about some gig-horse for the sending back of his gig, which thing Drouet, perceiving, came over in red ire, menacing the innkeeper, and would not be appeased. Wholly an unsatisfactory day. For Drouet is an acrid patriot, too, was at the Paris feast of pikes, and what do these Bouillet soldiers mean? Hussars with their gig and a vengeance to it have hardly been thrust out when Dandouin and his fresh dragoons arrive from Clermont and stroll. For what purpose? Choleric Drouet steps out and steps in with long flowing nightgown, looking abroad with that sharpness of faculty which stirred collar gives to man. On the other hand, mark Captain Dandouin on the street of that same village, sauntering with a face of indifference, a heart eaten of black care. For no corf Berlin makes its appearance. The great sun flames broader towards setting, one's heart flutters on the verge of dread unutterabilities. By heaven, here is the yellow bodyguard courier spurring fast in the ruddy evening light. Steady, O Dandwan, stand with inscrutable indifferent face, though the yellow blockhead spurs past the post-house, inquires to find it, and stirs the village all delighted with his fine livery. Lumbering along with its mountains of bandboxes and chaise behind, the Corf Berlin rolls in, 
huge Acapulco ship with its cockboat having got thus far. The eyes of the villagers look enlightened, as such eyes do, when a coach transit, which is an event, occurs for them. Strolling dragoons, respectfully so fine are the yellow liveries, bring hand to helmet, and a lady in gypsy hat responds with a grace peculiar to her. Dandouin stands with folded arms, and what look of indifference and disdainful garrison air a man can, while the heart is like leaping out of him? Curled, disdainful mustachio, careless glance, which, however, surveys the village groups and does not like them. With his eye he bespeaks the yellow courier. Be quick, be quick. Thick-headed yellow cannot understand the eye, comes up mumbling to ask in words, Scene of the village! Nor is Postmaster Drouet unobservant all this while, but steps out and steps in with his long flowing nightgown and the level sunlight, prying into several things. When a man's faculties at the right time are sharpened by collar, it may lead to much. That lady in slouched gypsy hat, though sitting back in the carriage, does she not resemble someone we have seen some time, at the Feast of Pikes or elsewhere? And this gross tat in round hat and peruke, which looking rearward pokes itself out from time to time, methinks there are features in it. Quick, Sir Guillaume, clerk of the Directoire, bring me a new assignat. Drouet scans the new assignat, compares the paper money picture with the gross head in round hat there. By day and night, you might say the one was an attempted engraving of the other. And this march of troops, this sauntering and whispering, I see it. Drouet, postmaster of this village, hot patriot, old dragoon of Condé, consider, therefore, what thou wilt do. And fast, for behold, the new Berlin, expeditiously yoked, cracks whipcord and rolls away. Drouet dare not, on the spur of the instant, clutch the bridles in his own two hands. Dandouin, with broadsword, might hew you off. Our poor nationals, not one of them here, have three hundred fusils, but then no powder. Besides, one is not sure, only morally certain. Drouet, as an adroit old dragoon of Condé, does what is advisablest, privily bespeaks Clark Guillaume, old dragoon of Condé. He too privily, while Clark Guillaume is saddling two of the fiercest horses, slips over to the town hall to whisper a word, then mounts with Clark Guillaume, and the two bound eastward in pursuit to see what can be done. They bound eastward in sharp trot, their moral certainty permeating the village from the town hall outwards in busy whispers. Alas, Captain Dandouin orders his dragoons to mount, but they, complaining of long fast, demand bread and cheese first. Before which brief repast can be eaten, the whole village is permeated, not whispering now, but blustering and shrieking. National volunteers in hurried muster shriek for gunpowder, Dragoons halt between patriotism and rule of the service, between bread and cheese and fixed bayonets. Dandouin handles secretly his pocket-book with its secret dispatches to the rigorous quartermaster. The very ostlers have stable-forks and flails. The rigorous quartermaster, half-saddled, cuts out his way with a sword's edge amid levelled bayonets, amid patriot vociferations, adjurations, flail-strokes, and rides frantic, few or even none following him, the rest so sweetly constrained, consenting to stay there. 
and thus the new Berlin rolls, and Drouet and Guillaume gallop after it, and Dandouin's troopers or trooper gallops after them, and Saint-Menehou, with some leagues of the king's highway, is in explosion, and your military thunder-chain has gone off in a self-destructive manner, one may fear with the frightfulest issues. End of Book 4, Chapter 6